welcome to Microdosing, where we focus in on very specific topics that represent larger trends in healthcare. Here in season three, I'll be speaking with other healthcare podcasters to learn more about the trends in their space and get a sampling of other podcasts we all might want to follow. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, we'll be speaking with Chris Hippel, the host of Hello Healthcare, a podcast that dives deep into consumer experiences, major disruptors, and AI, which are beginning to shape healthcare for the years to come. The thing that fascinates me with Chris's podcast is the angle in which he approaches topics. You see, Chris is the Vice President of Applied AI at Actium Health. You can't talk about AI in healthcare today without talking about bias. And you can't talk about bias in AI without understanding the natural biases we as humans all carry. Why is an industry such as healthcare that is relentlessly focused on humans so terrible at consumer experiences and treating people like humans? Why do we have so many inequities in healthcare? How do we get to these gaps? And how can we expect technology and things like AI to deliver better patient and consumer experiences as well as health equity when we as people carry so much of that bias? Because if we're not careful, we'll just port those biases into the technology and just make it worse. And you can see the underpinning of this thinking in all of Chris's podcast. Chris, welcome to Microdosing. Hey, it's great to meet you. Awesome. Well, let's dive in. First question. What came first, the idea for the podcast or the interest in podcasting? The reason that we have a podcast is because we started with doing live sessions. We would have different healthcare leaders come and uh, discuss uh, different topics each week. It was, it was a live format, but the thing about live is you only get value from it while people are there. So we had all these interviews. We had probably by the time we started, we had 40 to 50 mm -hmm. interviews that we had done and mm -hmm. not really a good way for people to listen to them on the go. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I enjoy the format. And I thought, well, what if we uh, repurpose some of these conversations to go out in a podcast format? So we started from that concept and it kind of blossomed into uh, these live interviews and various things like even a video podcast that we've launched as a result of starting off LinkedIn Live. That's a great takeaway. I think early on, a lot of people got into webinars and panels. And as a facilitator of some of those, I quickly learned that scheduling them is the most difficult because you've got some great executives. You have to schedule five just to have three show up because of the scheduling. But when you shift to the one-on-one -on -one podcast or maybe weave in a few different conversations into one podcast, you can do it faster because you don't have the scheduling bottleneck anymore. Yeah, uh, exactly. It, it, it can be extremely difficult. Like we've, we've gotten some great people, some great guests in the past, the CEO of Solve Health, lots of really well-established guests, but the scheduling part can be a, uh, a challenge. And as you thought about where the podcast started, where it's at today, what's been consistent and, and what have you decided to kind of change or evolve over time? I'll say one thing that's been consistent is that even before we picked the name Hello Healthcare, I would say Hello Healthcare at the beginning of each episode. Yeah. What's been really consistent is the focus on an element of healthcare strategy. And just because of my personal background in data science and all that are always related to how can data play a role to that. Some of the, the feedback that we've gotten has been kind of an interest in this intersect of like, yeah, we, we I consider the strategic perspective before, or if somebody comes from the data side, oh, I'd consider the data perspective before, but it's it's unique and, and excellent to be able to have these conversations that, that tie those together. 
You mentioned a couple already, but we'd love to get your thoughts on two or three of your favorite memories, whether those were good memories, bad memories, awkward moments, but would love to get your retrospective. Gosh, I, I, I was reminded of one of my most uh, awkward memories. Last week, someone said that they saw the uh, episode with myself, Shatal Shah, and our CEO, Michael Leonard. I said, wait a minute, you were deep in the history because that was our first episode and we had no clue what we were doing. That, that's a fun, awkward memory. Our first episode was just us going on Zoom and uh, riffing for about 10 minutes on customer lifetime value. Probably some of, some, some of the grandest memories have been uh, one really exciting guest that I had. He threw out a lot of stuff that I wasn't expecting was mm. Paul Keckley. Now, mm. Paul is really understated, but he, he had a, a pivotal role in helping to facilitate the conversations between industry and between the White House for the Affordable Care Act. So when talking to him, there's just a depth of an understanding of the intersection between policy, what kinds of policy decisions are going to be most impactful and, and how we can actually get there. And it was just really uh, powerful talking to somebody and, you know, that when you, you, the White House, the world of DC and everything like that, completely alien, completely scary to me. I, I look at it and I think, how can anything get done? And, uh, you know, it, like I'm an, at, a, at a startup, so we're used to like quarterly, half year, and then yearly uh, long cycles. But the mm -hmm outline what uh, of the things that he was talking about that needed to happen to help coordinate care better was over a 10 year span. Yeah. So it was just really interesting being able to sit with somebody who talks slow, just has a really good pace and, and just helps blossom those big ideas. That was a really uh, powerful focus. Yeah, that it is fascinating because there's a lot of topics that tend to be very macro in healthcare tend to be overlapping with policy. And those are all long horizons, whether it's value-based care or preventative medicine. When you get in that space, it gets kind of long-term. It gets a little bit amorphous. And being able to break that down into more specifics is, is, is always key. And I'd love to talk a little bit with kind of your intersection and your background in your podcast. And I particularly liked a lot of the episodes last fall that lived at this AI data patient experience intersection. And I think the one that around... Can AI drive authentic patient experiences was really fascinating, but would love to get you to share more about kind of your own personal passion, your, your role at Actium and kind of how that kind of intersects with a lot of the podcast conversations. Great. Yeah. Just to, to speak to my personal passion, my career is in data science yep. and the, the reason, the inspiration to, to go there is because I grew up in the 90s and a lot of the way people talked about how they make decisions and these are decisions impacting thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, they would talk about, trust your gut and that, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But being black and being from a large uh, black family, people trusting their guts and things like that, that might uh, put us into, in, into kind of victim status in, in a lot of different cases. And there's all kinds of discrimination and things that happen in care settings and, and outside of that. My interest in data science was you can't necessarily argue with somebody's gut and all these experiences that they're going to bring up, these anecdotes and everything like that. But data science helps to say, hey, we have to look at something beyond intuition. We have to look at how these examples affect hundreds of thousands of people. And once you're looking at commonalities and patterns uh, that are observed among large numbers of people, then you have the opportunity to not only potentially counteract bias, like I'm not going to say that using data is just a guarantee that bias will be counteracted. It's not, right. but right. you have the ability to uh, potentially counteract bias and find opportunities, find ideas, 
find things that were previously unappreciated, but previously ignored. You see that play out in movies like Moneyball, where uh, they use data to, to figure out the best way to assemble a team of people that otherwise would have been ignored. It's kind of that concept that was my personal motivation to help in, in help and like applying data science within healthcare. That speaks to one of my favorite episodes was, was fighting the infodemic. It really builds on a lot of the, the small points you just made there of just how you use information, how you absorb it. It also reminded me of my little favorite, and you probably don't think much of it, but in your episodes, you have many bibliographies, which I don't often see in terms of the reports you all reference and the things that you cite. So as you're listening to the episode, you can actually kind of click on and understand the document more in full detail, which I think underscores all the points that you just made. Well, my thing is if, if I don't have easy access to the source, then, you know, how am I going to believe what somebody said? So I, I just like pointing people out to where that content, where those ideas came from, and maybe they'll get back to us with more ideas. Shifting gears, would love to get your favorite podcast, the ones that you follow or blogs that you follow, and just the information that you consume and on a regular basis. So I, I, I kind of chunk that into categories because I have some favorite podcasts that are really specific to data science or marketing or healthcare or whatever. Then I have others that are, I just really admire the storytelling. Now I'm going to do a conflict of interest here because there's this horror sci-fi podcast called the SCP archives, and they actually had me voice acting in a few episodes. So, uh, cool. I got to list that one, obviously SCP archives, <laughs> if you want to hear some weird sci-fi stuff. Then my favorite overall storytelling podcast is Radiolab. All right. Yeah, just a big fan of the sound design and the, the, the way they, they chunk up the stories and things like that. We're definitely not on that level of production, but it was really an inspiration for how they have a theme or a concept or a topic. And then they bring in a bunch of different perspectives and they do it in a cohesive way. Now, uh, of course, we don't have like composers on staff and stuff like that, but it, it, it was an, an experience that we were kind of aiming for. It was really inspirational. On the healthcare marketing side, got to give a shout out to Jared Johnson mm -hmm. on healthcare rap. Got to give a shout out to uh, Chris Boyer with uh, Touchpoint Podcast, two of my faves. Th those were, were actually really instrumental to me learning a lot about uh, this space and learning where to learn on the data science side. Sam Charrington with uh, Twimmel AI, This Week in Machine Learning, extremely good in-depth look at various issues in AI with researchers, practitioners, and stuff like that. Really inspirational to learn the latest and greatest on, on what people are doing on that side of the house. Yeah, I would agree, particularly the space within AI as it's been talked about for a while, and I've got my view or the slice of the world and you don't really understand or can understand, in my opinion, AI until you get into some specific conversations and, and very tangible ideas, because conceptually it's easy to understand, but you really have to drop down to like the one or two foot level and get a sampling of that to really absorb it. And I think the podcast format is probably a fantastic way to begin kind of absorbing that type of uh, learning. It really is. And I would say actually instrumental to my early learnings on AI was this podcast, I think it's called... OC machine learning, overclocked machine learning or something like that. Mm -hmm. He would go, he would spend an hour talking about different, different types of functions and different types of things that feed into to AI algorithms. And by listening to that for about 20 hours, uh, like, of course, there, there's all the things that I, like all the practitioner stuff that I was doing, but by listening to that and listening to his explanations of it, just somehow his characterizations, the way he visualized it with words was more impactful and more powerful than a lot of the textbook stuff that I was going through. 
Yeah, I think I, I tend to over-index a little bit in AI and in medical imaging, but when somebody breaks it down going, that spec on that image, that size is an algorithm, that shape is an algorithm, that location is an algorithm, and those are all getting trained and you have to kind of layer on from there. And then you begin to understand AI and then all the different topics that people have around that under in terms of training it, sourcing the data, understanding the bias, but you really have to get to those really elemental levels to really understand it. That's a great point about teaching is on how you have to personify and visualize things to really get the concept across. I, I like that. Thank you. Yeah. And then last question, if you could go back before your podcast started and tell yourself one thing, what would that be? I might even go back and say, start sooner. Like, what are you, what, what are you waiting for? We had this live series for over a year before we put it to podcast. Why? But that should have been day one. So I would have said like, Chris, what are you doing? You got all this content. You got all these interviews. Go. Great. Well, Chris, thank you so much for the conversation today. No, I appreciate it, Paul. Thank you for listening to Microdosing. For more content like this, please follow me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash n slash shrimp or on Twitter at Paul Shrimp. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.